Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we watch the movies you recommend. I'm John, and over there is Jeff. We are here together to review a movie that we have randomly determined. Actually, John, I'm here to see if you'd like to purchase any essential oils. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm here. Yeah. I've got this scheme. Yeah, look, it's... It's not a pyramid because it's re- it's upside down. It's a it's a reverse pyramid. It's a dinny wrap. It, it's a dinny wrap. A d- denari denarip. It's a it's a it's a Daenerys? It's hard to say pyramid backwards without writing it down first. Yeah. Din din dim dimry nap dim dimmy dimmy dim dim. This dimmies. is a good bit that the people are dim, gonna love. Dimsdale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I am here to review a movie with you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, this week, we randomly rolled up Down Periscope. Mm-hmm. We sure rolled that down. We rolled it up, we rolled it down, and here's a Periscope. Yeah. So, Down Periscope, I remembered, because I've seen it in theaters, but only remembered it to the tune of, I remember that this movie exists. I you remembered it, can... it exists, but I briefly, like, mashed it together in my head with Mikhail's Navy. Yeah, you were wondering why Tom Arnold was not present in the cast list. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, isn't... Isn't Tom Arnold in here? Shouldn't someone be in like a like a Hawaiian shirt or something? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a. Uh, it's not Mikhail's Navy. It's the Kelsey Grammer one. Ah, uh, Kelsey Grammer, and he's in charge of a submarine. Yeah, this was his big star turn in a film. Oh boy, his chance to make it big. This was his chance. It was this and playing Beast. Yes, and uh, both of them did amazing, as far as I'm aware. As far as I know, those were gangbusters, and he's now an A-list movie celebrity. Yeah, everyone remembers Frasier the Mighty... I'm sorry, uh, Kelsey Excuse Grammer. Excuse me. People remember him for his, his famous celebrity name, Kelsey Grammer, and not for the, the character he made famous on Cheers and then Frasier. Yeah. Niles. <laughs> Frasier Niles. Frasier McNiles. That's him. Hard to say backwards, though. <laughs> Let's try, though, for at least a good 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's make sure. We don't give the people what they want. And what they want is to see if Fraser Niles said backwards spells anything interesting. Why, we've had singles of letters <laughs> craving us to say words backwards. Which, if I get even one comment, my anxiety kicks in and I'm like, I'm like, everyone wants this, John. We have to figure out whatever this is and do it. Yeah. It's like someone goes, hey, I'm not real happy about whatever. And you're like, everyone hates this and they hate us. <laughs> And you hate me. <laughs> Everyone hates everything, and I hate a you. <laughs> the only person in the world I don't think hates me is me. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's because uh, I know I hate me. <laughs> no, that's me. Yeah, man. I'm anxious. I'm not. I'm not the depressed. only person in the world I know hates me is me. That's Everyone true. else I think thinks I'm cool. <laughs> I have the reverse problem. Well, not cool, but you know, fun to hang out with. Yeah, that's cool. I think you make me look good. No, I look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make this look good. You know what? You do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that this is uh, Down Periscope, the submarine movie that you kind of remember exists. Yeah, we've got uh, a real cast of characters in this one. So many good actors in here. That are just floating around. We got a... Uh, we got... Uh, we got Kelsey Grammer. We got Kelsey Grammer and... A bunch of character actors and things. Rob Schneider. Uh, Rob Schneider doing some stuff. We yeah, got- we got a couple of returning actors to the to the uh, canon of uh, movie mastery films. In Rob Schneider, because of course we we reviewed the original Demolition Man, or 
Yeah, the original Demolition Man. The original Man. Demolition Man. I'm sorry. The, like the remake of Demolition Man that has, <laughs> of course, come out. Have you not seen that? It stars Jason Statham. It sounds like it should exist. And I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, obviously. Vin Diesel is the titular Demolition Man. and then Idris- <laughs> Vin Diesel is the titular Demolition. Yeah, and then Idris Elba is there as, as uh, what's as his the name? Man. Phoenix. <laughs> What's what's that character's full name? Something Phoenix. Oh yeah, uh, Phoenix Down. Phoenix Wright. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Idris Elba as Phoenix Wright in I the remake to this Demol- remake. <laughs> you mean you wouldn't watch Idris Elba as Demol- as Phoenix Wright? I would watch versus yeah, Demolition I would watch Man. Idris Elba as Phoenix Wright in Demolition Man. Yes, you are correct. That is a movie I would. Who watch. Who do we cast for the Dennis Leary role in this movie? <laughs> Who are we looking at? For Pac-Man, Dennis Leary, some kind of Pac-Man, <laughs> one one Pac-Man or another, or a Tetris block. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock is going to be played by this cool dog I found. <laughs> this cool coat I found. <laughs> That's my favorite joke ever. <laughs> uh, all right, so so yeah, so uh, other actors: Rob Schneider, Lauren Holly. What I meant to say was that we saw Rob Schneider and Judge Dredd. Lauren Holly played the unfortunate role of Jazz in. Uh, Ford Fairlane, so that's oh poor poor lady. <laughs> She's just cannot catch a break. Yeah, this is boring. So this was this was not a, a return. It was more or less a return to form for her. At least no one's shoving their tongue down her throat. Yeah, it's got that going that. for her. Yeah. Uh, so this movie oddly has a pretty high rating. Yeah, four and a half stars on Amazon Prime. But then again, Amazon Prime. I feel like it's worse than YouTube comments in terms of relative intelligence of the people who are using it to rate and review. Yeah, but even then, I feel like like that's way higher than it should be, right? Out of 1,700 reviews for this movie, it's got yeah, four and a half stars. Like, there are 30 reviews, and it has four and a half. I'd be like, all right, so a bunch of idiots watch this. Yeah. Okay. But no, this thing's been popular for a long time. Somehow, somehow people watched this and went, yeah. That was a good experience, so much so that a large portion of people that watched it hit five stars. Yeah, absolutely, a huge portion. Uh, maybe it's just fans of like old dude American actors, because I mean, this movie's got... They like must a, just love that Kelsey. You got Kelsey Grammer, you got Rip Torn, you got Harry Dean Stanton, you got Bruce Dern, you got, uh, what's his name, William H. Macy. If you like old dude actors, it's pretty much this and Space Cowboys. Hell yeah, hell, you got, uh, you got a very brief cameo from Patton Oswalt in here. <laughs> he's a young dude in this. Yeah. He is literally, he's credited as, as Stingray Radio Man, and you can see him twice for about one second each time. It's great. He has a line. He has a line. <laughs> you go, Patton, you like nine-year-old Patton Oswalt that's in this movie. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, before we get into the full spoiler review, this was bad and boring and had... For a movie that is ostensibly a comedy, no jokes. Very few, anyway. It's it's one of those movies. It had things that it thought were jokes yeah. and weren't, and well, then relied on them. Well, it's like it's like a Police Academy movie, and it, it does the thing where it's like, and here's another character with one big defining character tw- uh, quirk, and how about another one? And this one does fun voices, and, and so on, it, except that Police Academy movies are fun to watch. Yeah, so that that's I think they forgot that part, but that was that seemed to be the idea. Uh, yeah, they, I mean the idea was very much a police academy underwater, mm-hmm. but nobody got any business to do. Well, it other, was just like 
Hey, what are you? Uh, I've got this character trait. Does that matter? No, it does not. Well, the other problem was that you have the main character, Mahoney, in a Police Academy movie. He's kind of a fun slacker rebel type, you know? Yeah. Where this one, it's like this dude who's guaranteed a sub-captaincy. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I'm really... I, I sure hope that this guy can pull his act together, this 45-year-old guy who went through eight years of submarine training and is a captain, and yeah. he plays golf on the deck of his submarine. Boys, can he get his act together? Oh, boy. Here's the thing. I'm, You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get into uh, way more of what pissed me off about many things in this movie. You mean on the other side of the break? On the other yeah. side of this break. We're going to listen to... A little bit of music. Do you think it could probably be Anchors Away? Because Lord knows I've heard that eight times today. I don't think it will be. Okay. But it might. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with a full spoiler review of Down Periscope. back mm-hmm. we listen to a little bit of music and now now it's time to really dig in here now what i was going to get into before sure, the break sure yeah was how much i am not invested in the plot of this movie <laughs> so the i mean the main idea of this i'm going to give you real briefly before we get the blow by blow but pretty much kelsey Grammer is kind of an idiot slacker mm-hmm. but still very highly he's super competent yeah he's it's like oh what is this guy oh he's super good at being a submarine guy but he sucks at being good at being in the military essentially yeah it's basically okay this guy graduated near the top of his class did real well in the secondary school but he's been bumming around the navy for a long time because all the captains he serves under think he's kind of goofy yeah there's like he had one slip up once and uh like other than that, he's just sort of mildly insubordinate. Not enough that he would get like bumped down in rank or like discharged or anything, but just enough that everyone's like, this guy's kind of a dick. Yeah. And the whole thrust of this movie is he gets command of a ship, even though nobody thinks he should outside of like one three-star admiral. It's Rip Torn just acting like a capricious god for no good reason. Which... For Rip Torn, I love. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not a problem. It's Rip Torn. If he wants to act like a capricious god, that is the role he was born to play. Yeah. But the whole thing is I'm supposed to be invested in Kelsey Grammer's character, but I'm like, oh, it's uh, like a middle-aged white guy who has gotten every opportunity, mildly fucked it up, then failed forward anyway, and I'm supposed to be like, Boy, I'm rooting for you. If this fucks up, you'll only be mostly good in life. And we've already established that he's, like, wealthy already. Oh, yeah, he has a super nice car. He, you know... His it, our introduction to him... I'm sorry. Yeah, but he's he's already, like you say, he's, he's a captain. He's just not a commander of a sub. Yeah, he's a lieutenant commander at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you're looking at it going like, okay, but, like, even if he fails in this movie's like war games thing that he is doing, mm-hmm. who gives a shit? Yeah, the white guy brigade has already done right by this guy. Yeah, this guy has failed forward as hard as you can. Yeah. And his main complaint is he's like, oh, but if if I fail at this war game, 
I'll have a desk job and I'll never be in charge of a sub. Why, I'm just going to get the most amazing pension and salary ever and do nothing for it. Golly gee willikers. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about you or anything you care about. Yeah. So we're introduced with a bunch of admirals sitting around a big table discussing him. They're like, oh, yeah, third of his class in sub school. And then he did way better than that when he went to finishing. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's interspersed with shots of the man himself, Kelsey Grammer, uh, giving orders on the deck of a submarine. But it, it's comically revealed that he's that all the orders he's co- talking about with sight ranges and wind speed and so on are because he's golfing from the deck of his submarine. Oh my, they're passing by a golf course while the sub is up, and he's going to try and hit something onto the green, and boy howdy he does. Yeah, and we have to get a whole bunch of the, the random men on his submarine being like, good shot, sir, you're the best at golf. And also, your penis works surprisingly well for a 48-year-old man. God Damn it. The squad of admirals that are discussing Kelsey Grammer's character here. Uh, fucking, what is Dodge? Uh, uh, Thomas Dodge. Tom Dodge. Mm-hmm. All of them are like, oh, he's the best, but he's a loose cannon, whatever. And then one guy. It's Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. The villain of the film. Has a absolute mad on. He's for com- like a total meltdown. Oh, he's like, fuck this guy. Did you know that he's a sailor who got drunk and has a tattoo? And I'm like, he's a sailor? <laughs> like, okay. Like, what What Navy guy doesn't have a stupid tattoo? Yeah. If you're like, this, this guy is unbecoming of getting any sort of rank. He has been a drunk and has a tattoo. I'm like, that is... All of the military. Shut shut the fuck up. Now, we do have to hear what the tattoo is, because, good lord, that is the only running gag in this movie. And when I say running, I mean it, it, it hits so many times that it is limping across the finish line. <laughs> it is the opening joke and the closing joke, and it pops up every couple of seconds in between, like a follow-the-bouncing-ball routine. And it's that it's a tattoo on his dick that says, Welcome aboard. That's right. He got so wasted, he got a tattoo on his dick. And it says, welcome aboard. And I'm sure if they had want to be even more aggrandizing, they'd be like, and you can, is in huge type. It just says the word until he gets an erection. <laughs> and then there's a guy next to him, and his says, welcome to Jamaica, man. Have a nice dord. <laughs> Have a nice dord. <laughs> <laughs> What's a dord? <laughs> oh, uh, my nuts. They are Do- universally adored. Dord. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, but yeah, Bruce Dern could not be madder about a penis tattoo. Uh, he, he basically melts down in front of all these other admirals, uh, which, you know, kind of pricks the interest of our capricious Riptorn God figure. <laughs> Riptorn, you know, goes, look, if we don't give him some command on this, like, go by, cause he's been up for promotion a lot and mm-hmm. has never gotten it. This is the last time if it. If we don't give him something this time, then he's just going to be stuck doing a desk job or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's kind of, the thing he says that's fair is we spent a tremendous amount of money on training this guy to be a sub-captain, and he is pretty good at it. It would be a huge waste of taxpayer dollars to have this guy be a clerk. Yeah, to to have spent all of this time training him to do this and then go, great, now you can sit behind a desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a waste of time and money on their part, but also if he's not fit to be a captain, which 
sort of, we kind of see. Well, I mean, the thing is, the moment that he actually gets command of his own submarine, he turns into a big damn hero who knows a million old submarine tricks. Yeah, that was one of the weird things to me, is when we first meet him, like, golfing off the top of the sub and doing whatever and talking to William H. Macy, who is his current sub commander, Mm -hmm. we get the idea that, oh, he's insubordinate and he doesn't follow the rules and he's, like... A loose cannon or whatever. He, but he the, gets the job done barely. But as soon as he gets control of his sub, like you say, he's like, "Oh well, time to put on a uniform and be an actual commander." And I mean, he's got a sense of humor and everything, but he also has a ridiculous wealth of experience. Yeah, no, he he just becomes like actually in charge. He's basically, "Oh, I became a commander." And I'm slightly nice. Yeah. It's not like I became a commander and I'm like, woo, we're having martini parties in the sub. I mean, he's still a regular sub commander. To to be fair, there is multiple pirate scenes. To be fair, there is a pirate scene. Well, there's, yeah, okay, fine. Um, When I say multiple, I mean that a lot of characters in the background never take their pirate costumes off after that. Well, one of them doesn't. By by a lot, I mean one. Yeah. Well, this (laughs) this is your thing where one means a lot. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, Percentage-wise, more than 5% of the people in the film <laughs> kept their pirate costumes on. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, he we gets uh, dressed down by his commanding officer for golfing off the deck of the ship. Uh, although, I can't imagine anyone cares. It's just an ex- a thing to establish that he is funny because he's wearing a top half of a military uniform and the bottom half is expensive golf pants. Which, to me, golfing is not an act of rebellion. It is impossible for it to be seen as such. Golfing is a rich guy sport. It's something that people who have too much money do until they die. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when it's it's in, like, a post-apocalyptic movie and mm -hmm. someone is just, like, golfing off of a roof somewhere, you're like, oh, that's funny because it's... It is not what you would normally yeah. think of as golf, but he is actively trying to get it on the green. The other thing is I think golf still, you can still get away with it in 80s comedies. You know, you had your Caddyshacks and whatever. Where all the characters in that were country club dickheads. Yeah. But you don't care because at least they're kind of funny. But eventually that thing where it was like, can these rich people get even richer of 80s movies kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. And it was kind of tough to try and get away with that in like 1996 or whatever this was. Yeah. golf. By that time, golf signified rich dick. <laughs> and here we see him doing it. And his rich dick is tattooed. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because the movie was going to mention that any second now. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Macy's dressing him down. He's like, you're always like this. Anyway, that's why I have to keep putting these these incidents in your, in your uh, report. And, you know, Grammar's like, oh, you've you've da- doomed me forever. This, oh, I'm going to use the one F-bomb we have in this PG-13. What the fuck? Yeah, you've, we've used it in the first few minutes, yeah. and now no more. You've ruined me with this very honest sit rep that you've made written about me. I, <laughs> this is, I, you've, I, you've told the truth about me, and it's destroyed highly my uncon- Niles, this is the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, thankfully, he's saved by the white guy, Bell, because then a phone rings, right, as... The two of them are talking, and, and William H. Macy has to be like, you've been given command of a sub. Yeah, like, here, command says you get a sub. Congratul- Congratulations, yeah. dickbag. Yeah. Uh, poor William H. Macy is forced to basically play Commandant Lassard in this. <laughs> William H. Macy has very little business for being in this movie. I was mm-hmm. like, man, you got yourself a Macy, and you didn't do anything with him. Yeah, let him grow out, grow out his luscious golden hair. Yeah, let him have some locks and a big old stash. Yeah, come on. What is this? Making him all military. He looks terrible. So, okay, this is when we get to see that Fraser's character also has a big fancy car. Yeah, and he's so excited. Ooh, he, he jumps out of his big fancy car, and he goes and 
gets on a boat, and they're like, we're going to take you to your new ship. And yeah, he has to meet Bruce Dern, who clearly hates him. Oh, yeah, and Bruce Dern's like, ooh, you're a piece of shit, and I hate you, and uh, I've given you a command of a ship that I picked out for you and a, and a crew that I've handpicked for you. And, and the uh, gag is that the, the ship is like a 1960s diesel sub. Yeah, it's a shitty old sub, and he's picked a crew of... Oh, a real crew of characters. A bunch of misfits and malcontents. Ugh. Uh, so, and that's that's our cue. I mean, after two scenes of uh, of Grammar complaining about it, first to Bruce Dermer is like, you've given me a World War II museum piece. Niles, I'm moving father's chair. Um, and, you know, Dern's like, oh, would you like to turn down command? I guess I'll take it. And then another one where he goes to, to cry to Rip Torn about it. This is the, the white guy Richie has seen in the movie. Where Rip Torn's like, yep, you have to do this. You have to sail that thing around, and, and you have to hit yeah. two military targets in a war game. Yeah, we're doing a war game where you have, we have to show that our defenses are good enough to stop a pirated diesel submarine from striking something in our waters. Because yeah. Russia's selling off their old diesel subs yeah and, and grammar immediately is like well if i can do this then i want command of a nuclear military submarine and he, and riptorn's like uh, i won't guarantee it but yes i guarantee it yeah well i can't guarantee that but if you blow up a ship at the end yeah you can have it yeah you know, absolutely get white guy handshake <laughs> and again this is the scene where he's like oh if i don't if i fail at this war game then I'll never be able to have my own command again, and I'll be on an office job. And I'm like, I don't. I don't. That's care. not true. Here's the thing the about that: the stakes of this are so low because yeah. not only is it, oh no, either Kelsey Grammer will continue to get command when he obviously shouldn't, or he will continue to have a great salary and pension and do nothing. But also, it's not even like, oh, you have to do a secret mission that's like an actual dangerous thing it's you have to play pretend in the ocean for a while and that will determine what level of good stuff you get i try i've been trying for a while now to think of other movies that use war games as their thing and i haven't been able to hit one but i do remember having seen oh is them. it war games it might be war games <laughs> where, uh, the thing is the the uh the stakes where he's like he's like if i lose at this war game i'll be washed out of the navy i'm like they don't wash out half of every war game, you know? Yeah, every time they go out there a war do- game doesn't immediately mean, oh, sorry, now you can't do anything. Yeah, it's a simulation, which means they already know at the beginning who's going to win and lose and how it's going to look. It's all written down somewhere, and the, and the losers are playing a role, and they do good if they play the role correctly. Yeah. They don't get, ah, oh, you lost this fake fight. You, you're washed out. Go peel a thousand potatoes. Yeah. That's not what happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like Civil War reenactors get together and whoever loses is like, well, sorry, you can't do this anymore. Uh, dibs on North. <laughs> sorry, this is one of the battles where the South won. Uh, dibs on North. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so who cares, right? But then we cut back to the, the crappy old submarine, and here comes his crew, uh, most of it. The first person we have to meet is Rob Schneider as uh, XO Pascal. Which... Rob Schneider's character in this... diddly derpy derp sorry. The problem is, that's not at all. The whole, I guess, he's not joke enough of Rob Schneider in this is that he's not doing that. Uh, well, he's... 
This is an early role for him. I don't think eh, I this think was before the hot chick and American giggle, gigolo and what have you. Gigolo. American giggles. American giggolo. Oh. American giggles. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. This is before all the Rob Schneider starring vehicles. So I don't think. I mean, this was between Judge Dredd and American Gigolo. Yeah. But it was. He was already someone that was known as being a, like, comedic for, sort of goofball. Like for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. And. I feel like the only joke they have with this character is we made Rob Schneider be very angry and serious mm-hmm. instead of his normal thing. Well, he's a slaps he's a slapstick target. He gets knocked down a bunch, he falls off his falls on his butt, he gets knocked off the ship. Uh he's he's basically the slapstick guy, the pratfall man. Yeah. Uh, but he plays a deadly serious short man complex uh second officer on the ship. First officer, I guess. Yeah, he's the XO mm-hmm. and his whole thing is he's very stern and by the book is rob schneider in this and that basically makes him most of the time the correct person Uh, sort of he's too mean is the thing he's got a little bit more of that commandant lasard shit in him yeah where like you know when he's dressing people down on their first day and he's really he's grabbing them by the ear and slamming their head into a chart so they can they can read it right he's being a real dick Oh, yeah. And he's being a dick about stuff to people that they have no control over. When he's yelling at that cook guy because the beans are old, and it's like, the cook guy's like, I didn't buy the beans, you idiot. The Navy did. No, but he's using them. He Well, he doesn't have an option. I mean, they had one day to get the ship ready and get it out to sea, and it's not like at any point they were like, check that those provisions and see if you can get better ones. You don't know that. I, they I, spent a shitload of time de-rusting and repainting and doing shit on that I, ship. I guess maybe that dude was failing at his job at that time. But What I, I'm I, saying is that guy was probably awful at his job. I mean, even if he was the worst at his job, where did he get cans of 1966 beans then? <laughs> well, first of all, it was ham. That's, oh, sorry. It just tasted like corn. Yes. But where was it? Still doesn't matter. Where was he finding it? it, it it's not. It a, was it, in the sub. It must have already been in the sub. Oh, okay. And instead of what? throwing it out, he kept it. What <laughs> I'm saying is, basically, Schneider is there to make Kelsey Grammer look good. Yes, he's there to be a foil for Kelsey Grammer. Well, not even a foil. It's just what is this? Oh, Kelsey Grammer is the nice one, and fucking rob schneider is the bad cop he's the bad one and also he's the one who's competent but doesn't play doesn't know how to get go with the flow yeah it's kelsey Grammer is willing to be like i'll make some jokes or do whatever with the crew and is again not so over the top that i'm like oh kelsey what a character i'm like oh you're just sort of a a nice competent commander well he's got that that syndrome we've talked about before with with movie heroes where nothing bad is about to happen to or because of them where he's just like what well, let's go uh, if anyone's going to make a mistake on the bridge it can't be him at the most he could be sympathetic of someone else's mistake yeah um he is depressingly boring to watch throughout the course well, of this well yeah he is highly competent and not particularly entertaining yes the other the other thing is uh, schneider was a great cast for anyone who when standing next to kelsey grammer will give you the idea that kelsey grammer is manly ah. um that's because he's like you know five foot four, little tiny dude that they give a, they gave a silly mustache to. Indeed. So that's the first one you meet, and then you see a bunch of soldiers standing there, and the ones who are relevant start getting dragged out from the pack uh, with their non uniforms on, so that we can see what kind of folks they are. Yeah, we get one guy who's in sort of a weird gold leisure suit and. He's the gambler of the group. Ooh, yeah. He doesn't have any shoes because he's a gambler. He bet on a bad horse or something. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing that this character is introduced here. He sings Sinatra tunes to himself. 
Oh uh, no, that's the other guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that the electrician? Yes. Yeah. He he doesn't do anything. He does no. nothing. This guy is established as what are you? Oh, I'm a I'm a slick gambler. What do you do in this? And does it have anything to do with gambling? Nothing. And no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get to meet the uh, let's see the three people you meet on the deck of the ship are him and then Sonar, which is uh, Harlan Williams or Ellis Harlan Ellison, I think Harlan Williams. <laughs> Harlan Ellison. The, that's an author, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's Harlan Ellison, author of detective novels or whatever the shit that oh, guy. No, it's Lord. Harlan Williams, the star of like Rocket Man and yeah. uh, who we have also seen before in Freddy Got Fingered. Yes. And for some reason, I mean, these are all handpicked by fucking Dern who hates Kelsey Grammer. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh, these are all the rejects. Except Sonar is the best person at his job that has ever existed. That's because they thought there was comedy to be milked from him being able to hear everything. Uh, Except that joke happens twice. Once when he's introduced and one at the end. And other than that, the fact that he can hear everything as far as like overhearing people on the ship never comes up. Well, there's a few times there's guy when they talk to him, what's going on on the ship right now? Or, or, uh, you know, he's like, Sonar, what do you hear? Oh, uh, one deck up, one guy's eating an Oreo and someone else is reading a magazine. And he's like, what about outside the ship? You get that one. Then you get the 45 cents fell to the ground in another submarine nearby. Yeah, but that's while he's wearing the headset at least. Oh, that's right. We also get introduced to the notion that he has super hearing even when he does not have the headset on. The thing is, I think it's supposed to be that he's so weird that his competence is overridden by the weirdness. Well, the one thing we get is he's like, oh, I was deemed a possible security risk because I can overhear everything. Yeah. We also He also keeps a stack of self-made tapes on his desk that is him recording whale conversation because he thinks he is going to learn to speak whale. So, Can I say that I thought that they were going to play the tapes and not have him strut about making, making whale, noise, whale noises? Right? Yeah. I was like, you had... You you have this entire thing of tapes set up. You talk about the tapes, and then you're like, oh, we need whale noises. And for authentic whale noises, let's have you make them. And that's just because Harlan Williams is the kind of actor you have doof around a ship all going, and banging into the walls and stuff. That's the kind of thing that he is good at. Yeah. So that's that was the trick. Uh, and then after him, we get to watch two people in actual navy uniforms which is weird because no one else on the ship seems to have them haul a random like street tough with a bunch of tattoos on him up and this is prebadak or prebanic or something it's pyramid backwards whatever it is so this guy shows up and he is awful but at least he's the only person in this movie with a story arc, which is he is in the Navy because his dad wants him to be. Mm-hmm. He can't quit for some reason. Like, I don't understand how he thinks that getting washed out of the Navy would disappoint his dad less than him quitting. Yeah. He's but whatever. Like, oh, my dad won't let me quit the Navy. I'm like, you realize you can just say I quit. Yeah. You know, you're above the age of 18 and, and the Navy is voluntary, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> But he's like, oh, no, my old man ha- is forcing me to do this, but if I can get kicked off, then maybe I can go do something else. I'm like, I don't understand how, what your deal is, my dude, but whatever. He's just sort of a prick. Yeah, his goal is to get put in the brig or or uh, kicked out like of the transfer Navy. Transfer or anything. Any, anything like that. So he comes up, the first thing when he walks up to the captain, he's like, sit on it and rotate, captain. 
you we already used up the movie's fuck, didn't we? We, we already used our one F word. That's so. why I've got to use this insult from Greece. <laughs> so now this is all I get. Yeah. Which causes our, gives our, our first look at what uh, Schneider's going to be like. Because he's like, that's gross insubordination. And starts you know waving his arms around and turns around. He's like, yeah, it is. You better go put me in the brig. And yeah. Kelsey's just like, I don't give a fuck, I'm not man. putting you in the brig. If I do throw you off my ship, it'll be in the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> so we also get uh, fucking, what's his, Nitro? Uh, Nitro's the electrician. And he, his... <laughs> He's the electrician in that he is constantly zapping himself. Yeah, he is. He has not fixed anything. It's weird that he isn't Harlan. Harlan Williams is basically what it like. They put two Harlan Williams characters on this boat. It's just apparently this actor was like, you know what I can do? I can do a Sinatra impersonation mm-hmm. and I can do an impersonation of like a baseball announcer on the radio. So what I need you to do is give me the opportunity to do that in this movie and. Nothing else. Yeah. Now we go inside the ship. Inside the ship, as everyone's unpacking in their bunks, uh, we get to see a few more characters. There's there's, there's the black guy, Stonewall, who is an athlete. Stoneball Jackson, they called him. Uh, Stoneball Jackson is not his real name. It's a nickname for how bad he is at basketball. Yeah, he is the one black guy on the ship. He is also a like aspiring professional athlete. Yeah, his goal is to get out of the Navy and go straight to the N- the NBA. <laughs> the NSA. Yeah. The NFL, the N- the NBI, yeah, the 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 BLB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that's his goal. Uh, him and the gambler have some business because the gambler lost money on this guy once. Yeah the the movie wants to establish like a growing relationship and friendship between these two, but mostly it's just they're usually in shots together. <laughs> like a- they don't actually have anything to do. <laughs> they're just like, oh, these two are also here. Yeah. And then you get to meet the uh, Nitro talks to the ship's cook. Uh, the ship's cook has a boring name. I forget what it is. It's like Blanchard or something. Cudwell. One of those. One of those two very similar names. Um, and his whole deal is... He's fat. That he's Jim Belushi. He's basically... <laughs> what, a, without personality. Yeah, he's a bad Jim Belushi impression. Uh, he's and he, smoking cigars and he's greasy, but he's the cook. And he's a big fat guy. And no one ever remarks on how that... that deals how that's okay on a navy submarine yeah Uh, great again i just it would be fine if there was any business because if this was was say jim belushi he would at least do something in this movie Mm -hmm. the most that he does is like fart once yeah he has a fart scene (laughs) he has because he's a big fat guy oh good we made the fat guy fart Boy, howdy, that is the height of comedy in this movie. It doesn't get much funnier than that. The only thing I can think of that's funnier is that Kelsey Grammer's character has a tattoo on his penis. Oh, my God. His <laughs> penis? He should get washed out of the military. Oh, no. He got a tattoo. It's the worst thing you could do. Getting a tattoo in the military? I never. <laughs> like, I know they have a real strict code of ethics in the military, and there's like a whole branch of the military dedicated to ferreting out people who like film porn or something while they're while they're in the military still. Yeah. But I don't know if they go after you for penis tattoos. Military listeners, write in. <laughs> if you are in the Navy, tell me, do you have a penis tattoo? And if so, what does it say? How much trouble would you get in if if, uh, if your commanding officer, Bruce Dern, found out about your penis tattoo? <laughs> How much? Would, would he actually kick you out of the military, or would he just put you in some sort of weird military limbo where you can't promote? Or would he just go, ha, 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my assumption of what anyone would do upon hearing that somebody got a penis tattoo. Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> nice. The most I would do is wince. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, if someone said, oh, yeah, he got a tattoo on his dick, I'd be like, oh, fuck, ow, pass. Ooh, no. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And uh, then we get our very final last character, character which has to be introduced separately because, because, oh, the unmitigated gall of it all. It's a lady. Ladies can't surf on submarines. Get out of here, Daphne. <laughs> Bring me my scones. But no, she is part of a trial program to put ladies on submarines, and they're starting with this one. Yeah, and uh, of course, Kelsey Grammer's big joke has to be, "Ah, oh, the boys on the ship have bought me a stripper. Please don't don't take your clothes Please. off." Please, I appreciate that they would like to do this for me, but you you can go without taking your clothes off. Like most scrappy underdogs who are heading up a movie, people buy me strippers all the time. Enough that I assume every woman I meet is one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when someone shows up in full uniform, and I am told by my XO that this is a crew member, I immediately say. Thank you for the stripper. This is like the fifth, sixth time this has happened to me. <laughs> so, <sighs> she is on the boat, and in the same way that I believe Rob Schneider's entire thing of why he is supposed to be comedic is because it is Rob Schneider acting like Rob Schneider doesn't normally, mm -hmm. I feel like the entire gag of this is just, there is a lady on a submarine, no joke, that's what's supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't, you guys have to actually write jokes. You I can't just be like, hey, this guy's a real jerk. I feel like her whole character exists to confirm the same thing you got from the golf part of the beginning of the movie, which is Kelsey Grammer's dick is rad. Because, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't quite fall in love with him over the course of this, but she does definitely kiss him. Well, yeah. He basically, there's a point where she loses her confidence and then gains it back because Kelsey Grammer essentially forces her into a situation where she has to. She also has to show up whenever he's doing anything zany and be like, oh, he's got a wild side sense of humor. But I'm she can't say that. join in on yeah, this. Yeah, she just looks on approvingly and fawningly. Basically, she, she alternates between uh, be having a confidence issue and doing the job a dog would do if a dog was allowed in the Navy. <laughs> You mean licking the peanut butter off of my balls? Uh-huh. No, that's the job of the Navy. <laughs> that's the job of a dog in the Navy. <laughs> well, looking on approvingly at, at the master the of the ship. peanut butter on my balls? <laughs> mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> just that that one little nod. Just mm. <laughs> the gentle Ben. The gentle Ben nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so uh, let the record state that we're both gentle Ben nodding at each other a lot right now. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's that's Emily Lake. She's the navigation officer. She's the dive officer. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Okay. So the war games have been established. He has to go to somewhere in Virginia and and uh, shoot some flares while in the harbor without getting detected by multiple submarines that'll be out looking for him. Two yeah. specifically, although we never see the other one. He needs to get to Charleston and shoot some flares, mm -hmm. and then get to Norfolk and shoot some flares. That's correct. But Ripped Horn has provided him with some secret live torpedoes, which he is to shoot in Norfolk Harbor uh, at a dummy ship that's in the harbor. And if he can kill it, then he gets a nuclear sub. Yeah, if, if he, he blows misses, it up, then he wins. Presumably if he misses and just torpedoes Norfolk Harbor... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was sort of my main <laughs> issue with this, is I was like, you've given this man live torpedoes to shoot at a dummy ship. Now, even if you have 
complete confidence in him. There's always a chance something will happen, and he shoots one of these off. It barely misses, and you blow up something in the harbor. That's a really, really heavy military presence harbor. That'd be really expensive. Also, what happens if he's like, ooh, we fucked up, and I thought that was a dummy ship, and it's a real ship? Yeah, that was the other thing. When they shoot at that ship, there's never a point where they're like, are we sure that's the dummy ship? It's just shoot that one gray thing in the harbor there. Shoot that. And the thing is, most of the stuff in this movie that ends up being remotely interesting is the submarine business. Yeah, because they actually do some pretty realistic submarine business. And the fact that submarines basically have to rely on instruments, like, you can't just go like, hey, there's a thing, let's go after it. Yeah. So, the fact that they're like, yeah, we, uh, (laughs) there's something in the harbor that we assume is a dummy ship... And they're like, I don't know, I kind of looked at it through a periscope. I assume that's correct. Fire away! (laughs) Like, okay, but if you're wrong, you have murdered a lot of U.S. citizens. (laughs) So, okay, that's that's the story of the movie. And, you know, it takes them a a day and a half or two days to completely clean the ship, and now it looks great. And then they motor out into the harbor and try some test dives, and it's all very scary. Yeah. Now, uh, at this point, Bruce Dern calls... uh, William H. Macy into his office, because Macy's going to be the submarine who's hunting for him. Why not? Economy of characters. Yeah. And he's like, hey, William H. Macy, I can't tell you what you're doing, but I can tell you it's going to be real easy. You're going to have to find someone who's going to try and attack our harbor, but don't worry, you're going to fuck him up. At this point, the movie accelerates dramatically, and we pretty much just jump right to Norfolk, or not, sorry, to Charleston. Yeah, I mean, we get... Essentially, every time they are going to meet, we get some dumb sub trick. Mm-hmm. So the first time, uh, William H. Macy, because he's got a better sub and is a good commander, is like, oh yeah, I figure this is probably how they'll come because this is the sneaky way to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got actual good sensors and things, so let's do this. Yeah. They find them, but then they mask their ship as a fishing ship which all they have to do to make this work is turn on all the lights hang an extra light from the periscope and then stand inside the ship singing louie louie yeah well it's raining so visibility is low so mm-hmm. when they look through the periscope they see you know some trail lights and then a tall top light yeah and then they hear people drunkenly singing through the uh the guy who's on the sonar mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay they've tricked them into thinking this is just a civilian vessel rather than a submarine no sense in getting any closer to it, Captain. We could definitely get way over there and actually look through binoculars at it, go up on deck and have a look. But why don't we turn around at 2,000 yards and go away? Because, you know, the war game that we're doing is the only thing we're doing today, but it might be fun to just veer around and leave the only thing we can see. Well, I mean, if it's not... And they're definitely singing Louie Louie in there, and there's like 40 of them singing Louie Louie in there. That's the normal compliment of people on a fishing trawler, so this all sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. I mean... This was, of the dumb tricks they pull, the least impressive Mm -hmm. of just, what did you do? Uh, We attempted to pretend to be a different boat. Yeah. I was like, all right, sure. The other thing here that kept bothering me was that this was Kelsey Grammer establishing his bona fides as a a tricky captain, but also he was doing the whole just trust me routine all the way through this. He was like, "Uh, you, the, the football player, get up on there and hang a lantern on the top of the thing. What are we doing, captain? Trust me. Okay, well, well, we're not running silent. Turn the engines on. What? What do we? What? What? How fast? Everyone, fa- surface. Turn on the lights. Yeah, and, and they're like, like, "What? What? Why? Trust me." 
now we're going to sing Louie Louie. Trust me. And it was like, all right, I get it. But bring your boys in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Bring your boys in. You don't need to surprise if, them when it works. If you're cold, they're cold. <laughs> bring your boys in. <laughs> Wrap your boys. <laughs> anyway, it oh. works. And, of course, Bruce Dern, celebrating his victory a little too adv- much in advance, has invited Rip Torn all the way up to uh, the harbor here at Charleston to enjoy a fine seafood lunch and to gloat. Yeah, he's like, oh, you haven't won yet. And, you know, Dern's just kind of like, well, you know, I, I think we can all agree that this is great, and I'm going to succeed at this, and then I'm going to get that third star that I've been after. Mm-hmm. I'm like, again, this is just a war game. It's not like an actual, like, battle. If you set up a war game where you're like, one side is going to win and one side is going to lose, that doesn't somehow make you a three-star. Uh, this guy is also a rear admiral in the in the Navy, like a real rear admiral in the Navy in charge of submarine stuff. If it, The outcome of this war game will not adversely affect his ability to torpedo Kelsey Gam- Grammer's career if he wants to. Yeah. He could just get him on the next thing. Yeah, there's... <laughs> the fact that he's... <sighs> like, he spends most of this movie... Essentially also being like, damn that Riptorn, I need a third star so that I'm the same rank as him, because he truly is a capricious god, Yeah, who anytime I would try to sink Kelsey Grammer's career, would show up and like throw fairy dust at me. Ha ha ha, you can't kill Kelsey Grammer's career. Also, you'll never get that third star. I'm the three-star admiral in charge of deciding who other three-star admirals are. It's me, Austin. <laughs> Just This doesn't, it's... On, honestly, the the uh, movie has so low stakes that it might be that Bruce Dern at the end of it, when he's like, "Oh no, Kelsey Grammer won at the war game. I can't stop his career trajectory now." Also, I get a pie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now they get to reopen their. Wait a minute, is this an '80s movie? I thought we were trying to shut down the local amusement park or teen hangout. I don't even know what this is about anymore. I'm going to turn your submarine into a parking lot for a country club, Mahoney. <laughs> Yeah, that is the exact level of stupidity that is going on here. Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, by pretending to be a fishing trawler, uh, Grammar's sub, the Stingray, manages to get into Charleston Harbor and fire the flares. Yeah, and while the two of them are there. Yeah, which Brewster has to be like, ooh, pretty fireworks. And Riptorn's like, nope, those are flares. No, you're an idiot. How do you not know those are flares? Aren't you an admiral in the Navy? Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? (laughs) This is why you don't have three stars. You're an idiot. Yeah, also, I feel like it's probably retirement time for you, Bruce Dern. My dude. Speaking of retirement time, what is the story with Harry Dean Stanton on this? We didn't mention him yet, because he doesn't really get an introduction. He's the engine man on on the Stingray. He He is 70 years old. Well, I assume he's the only engineer they could find that was like, yeah, I know what to do for a diesel submarine yeah that's that's pretty much i mean he's down there just sort of doing minor business and it's kind of fun to see him when it cuts to him but you're like where did they get him where, <laughs> where did they dig this guy up where did they find did they just recommission him when they recommissioned the sub <laughs> yeah they they scrubbed the rust off a of harry dean stanton <laughs> and slapped him into there get right back into the stingray what the sub i served on 25 years ago that's the one i have I have grandkids. I I can't. Nope, you're going. All right. We got to prove a point to a random rich dude. Hey, look, some rich guy wants to prove a point to a slightly richer guy. Oh, well, say no more. Uh, Are they white? White Yes, of course. (laughs) Ah, white man business. (laughs) Indeed. Sign me up. (laughs) So Harry Dean Stanton is in this movie for... 
Uh, if this had been a cowboy movie, he'd be the guy making beans from the wagon. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. Um, okay, so they start sailing towards Norfolk to, to solve the problem. At this point, Bruce Dern decides to elevate the situation by cheating. Oh, yeah, he's like, ooh, I've narrowed the theater of conduct from these four square coordinates to these two, and you have to stay in those. And Kelsey Grammer's like, oh, okay, so you're cheating? All right, then. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll see you in Norfolk. Fine. Bye. Bye. He, he doesn't engage especially much, but so that's the idea. At this point... Uh, we he s- leaves the engagement zone because he's like, that's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. Well, the first thing that happens is he tries to use the engagement zone and realizes that it's completely full of ships. There's like eight surface ships, a bunch of airplanes, and and the uh, the Orlando, uh, William H. Macy's sub is there again. So he tries to do it the right way, realizes that he's been cheated, and has the ship sur- sink to the bottom to hide, which is our, the first beginning of uh, Officer Emily Lake's big moment where she's like, well, I don't know if I can put this ship on the bottom of the ocean. I've never done that in the simulator. Yeah, and when she tries, she bonks the bottom of the ocean and makes a loud noise. Yeah. Which they have to bail their way out of that because now they're easily detected by the uh, by the Orlando. But they, they sneak their way out of it by pantomiming that Harlan Williams should wander around the ship making whale noises to convince the other ship that they are not a submarine. Rather, they are two whales fucking. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Just a little moment there. Yeah, I mean... A little stop and think. It was cool when they were like, oh yeah, if we go to the bottom of the ocean, that's going to fuck up anyone trying to ping us, because it'll also hit the bottom of the ocean when it reflects back, Yeah. so it'll fuck up their sensors. And I was like, oh, that's actually a really cool, smart thing. Yeah, and he's like, old Navy trick. And they just fuck it up with whale business. And I'm like, come on, guys. It's an old Navy trick, Niles. I pretend to be gay to get a promotion. (laughs) Promotion? (laughs) Okay, so... If I can't build a force field big enough to contain Mobius, then with Niles' help, I'll give myself a promotion. So, anyhow... Uh, they convince the Orlando that they are fucking whales, and the Orlando moves along. And then uh, Kelsey Grammer's like, man, fuck this. And he orders that the ship leave the the engagement zone. Because he's like, and this guy's cheating. Why am I playing fair? And this causes Rob Schneider's XO to be like, you're not playing by the book, and you're you're all fucked up, and I think I should be in command. I'm assuming command of the vessel. And this is Kelsey Grammer's big I'm a man and you're a little little non-man moment where he's like, here, have a radio. Talk to the whole crew. Fucking do it. And he's like, hey, everyone, this is the XO, and uh, the captain's being a, a big dummy, and I want to be in charge. I'm a little turd, and I'm going to say the wrong things because I don't have good mic diction. Mike Diction, of course, is the uh, the primary defining characteristic for if you're a good submarine captain or not. He's also my second in command. This is Mike Diction. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's like, "Yeah, I want, I want to, I want to be in charge and not him." And hopefully, you'll all vote for me. God bless you. Yeah, and of course, he's been an asshole this entire time. So when Kelsey Grammer's like, "Hey, uh, this is Dodge, your captain." Anyone who wants to fucking vote for this guy as your new commanding officer, go ahead and let me know. And everyone's like, no, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. He goes, great. So you just attempted mutiny. I'm like, that's not actually what he did. He tried to use proper procedure. No, that was protocol, my dude. So they, in probably the only scene that I'm like, oh, if this had been the kind of movie I thought it would be, 
This is what would have been happening all the time. They dress up as pirates, raise the ship up, and make Rob Schneider walk the plank. Blindfolded. Where he then falls into the net of some fishing boat, and they throw him his luggage, and they're like, anyway, fuck off. Oh, and his luggage hits him in the balls. <laughs> you mean right in his wiener? Where yeah. he might have had a tattoo? But he didn't, he because he was Kelsey a good Graver? military man. <laughs> Now, a poor military man would have a tattoo on his dick that said, Welcome aboard. Oh, my. And it would be referenced again around here. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> it's the only joke they have. It's all they have. Every character has one joke. The fat guy farts. The uh, the uh, electrician tech, uh, tech can only connect wires with his body, so he's constantly getting shocked so people can be on the phone. Yeah. It's... And then there's people that don't have jokes, like the gambler and uh, the black guy who are just like, what are you? Well, my my trait was I was a gambler, and my trait was I was an athlete. None of this matters. We have no jokes. Yeah, and then the guy who wants to be kicked off the ship walks in and says, hey, is, there, is there any way I can get kicked off the ship right now? No? Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, bye. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I decided that I'm actually on everybody's team. Oh, yeah, because they were like, oh, when we were trying to be silent when the Orlando was going to find us, you could have made noise and fucked us. And he's like, that wouldn't be ethical. I only want to sink my career, not everyone's. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Oh, so you're actually a good guy. Fine. Great. Uh, and then. <sighs> and Harry Dean Stanton has no jokes at all. Nope. I think there's one point where he gets wet and he's like, sorry, Captain, I was taking a shower. And that's the full extent of the jokes he is allowed to tell. Yeah. There's just. There's nothing in here. The business that goes on in this movie is just nothing. Like, it teeters on the edge of being a for real serious submarine movie. Yeah, all the submarine like action scenes. They're, they're doing all the like the down bubble, put it put two degrees down plane, uh, take us to depths this depth at this coordinate uh, this heading. And you're like, oh, this is this is pretty close to like this is just like watching Hunt for Red October. Oh yeah, and they, I mean, like I said, they have a few moments where they do like real weird submarine maneuvers where like uh one that comes up next is they go in between like the propellers of a, a super tanker, tanker yeah and then it makes it so that that the uh like sonar can't find them they uh, just I'll, don't paint i'll go ahead and tell you that that one is ridiculous oh it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. but i was like at least it's cool that's the fly casual of this movie is the, that one the, the just pretend to be an uh, uh, just go in here oh that'll definitely kill us sir nope oh yeah i mean there's a lot of shit in this that I was like, well, that's not actually what you would do, but at least it's a neat idea. Old Navy trick. <laughs> Cal God, huh? Get your dad married off so he'll move out of your fancy apartment. What? That's uh, a thing that he would occasionally try to do on Frasier. Oh, okay. Yeah, try to get his dad married off to random, random old ladies uh, so that he would get out of his, I guess it wasn't an apartment, it was technically a condo. Yeah. It was the most expensive building I've ever seen anything filmed in. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, th that's the last trick they try to pull. They need to get into into Norfolk Harbor, and they do it by hiding in the the prop wash of a uh, a super tanker. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they when they throw Schneider off the ship onto this random fishing trawler that takes him back to, the, to land so he can complain. This is a great moment where everyone's singing like pirates, except for for uh, the uh, Lieutenant Emily Lake. All she does is walk out and look approvingly and 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 uh, a with a little bit of love in her eyes I think at our that's fear just captain. You. Fear I captain. think you're just projecting onto here because of how much you love Kelsey. I, it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge Kelsey Grammer fan. Uh, I, I call myself a Grammarite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't that a Superman villain? Uh, that's the, the that's the Helgramite, <laughs> uh, which I am also a big fan of. 
And, and the Helgramite's name isn't even that weird. It's just the name for a type of larva. Uh, anyway, um, but no, I, I think that they try to, they don't go all the way with it, but I think they're trying to set her up as romantically interested in him. Eh. You're not seeing it. I am. I don't. It's fine. I think you're only seeing it because so many movies do this. Well, I mean, she kisses him at one point, and the last thing she does is in the movie, it, spoiler alert, is go, so about that dick tattoo I've been hearing no, you no. have. No, no. All she says is, what is this about a tattoo I've been hearing about? And not in a ooh way, but just a, I actually don't know what uh, your tattoo is. She walks up behind him and whispers it into his neck like Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> she does not. You are insane. Indeed she does, sir. <laughs> But it's fine. This is this is a disagreement. It's fine. Listeners, military- this is the Rashomon viewing that we have of this movie. Military listeners, if you think that in Lieutenant Emily Lake or whatever was def- definitely planning to fuck Kelsey Grammer at the end of this movie, write in and let us know. Write in. Mm-hmm. Let us know mm-hmm. about your dick tattoo and Emily Lake. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's what I need to know. Uh, hey, anyway. Anyhow, yeah, they, they, that's at, they, that's the last, the insubordination scene before they make their, their big raid, where they manage to skirt by all the airplanes and make it past all the nonsense, and Bruce Duren's gotten angry enough at this point that he's actually commandeered William H. Macy's submarine. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm in charge now, and I'm going to blah, 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 Oh, I'm going to call him on the phone, right? You you have to stop as soon as we say we have a target solution on you, and then, then this is over, and I win, and you get washed out of the Navy, and you definitely don't get your own ship. Yeah, I fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. The the whole end of this, it's basically a basketball movie ending. Oh yeah, like they are in a chase, they're neck and neck trying to get to the harbor before the Orlando, the other uh ship that's coming after them can get a firing solution. They shoot off their two torpedoes at what they assume is the dummy ship. One certainly hopes. <laughs> and uh then like immediately after that, the Orlando gets a firing solution and they call them up and they're like, Oh, we got you dead to rights. We locked on and we got a firing solution and you're dead. And Kelsey Grammer's like, yep, you did it. You beat us. All of us here in the sub are dead. However, it should be noted. I did fire off two torpedoes before this happened and they should be blowing up any second now. Well, this is a hilarious moment, because first of all, we get the Kelsey Grammer insulting Bruce Dern moment, where he's like, you will respect me, I am a superior officer. No, sir, just a higher-ranking one. Oh, oh the obvious comeback I should have predicted. <laughs> um, but but also, Kelsey Kelsey's response when he's like, ah, you certainly caught us, sir. We're dead in the water. Good job to you and the fine crew of the Orlando. However, I've already fired two live torpedoes, and if they hit their target, I automatically win. And, and he's... There's no point where Bruce Stern's like, what? Are you just making up rules for when you win now? <laughs> I mean, he was. <laughs> this is just fucking Calvin Ball. Yeah, it's it's so dumb because at that point, everything come, <laughs> that happens at the end of this movie is just by the will of our capricious God. He shows up and he's like, yep, that's right. I made a deal with him that he was supposed to act like a pirate, not follow naval procedures as well i also told him he needed to blow up a dummy ship and i gave him torpedoes dern you didn't come to me and ask me to reduce the size of this engagement field so fuck you and you, you cheated you cheated and he's like yeah but even if i cheated uh you know kelsey Grammer de- defied a direct order and he's like he was answering to a higher order authority oh a higher order me <laughs> i'm your god you'll never get that third star that's one of the powers i have <laughs> 
that's me. And then he rips his mask off. I'm 4,000! And my 3,751st power is that I can stop people from getting a third star in the Navy. And also, my fifth power is being rip-torn whenever I want to be. <laughs> that's a great power. Right? That's is why he, it's his fifth. Is he? Is it his actual... Is he actually rip-torn, or is it just that no, he No, he tur- gets to be rip-torn he whenever be, he wants to Is be. this like a... It, it, does rip-torn pop up and... Uh, what this I'm is, asking is, are there two like rip-torns? A, this is like a Captain Marvel uh, situation where they're using the Nega bands. Oh, okay. And then... Uh, well, because it could also be a being John Malkovich situation. Oh, no. It's not a possession. It's a swap places. Okay. Oh, so, so Riptorn, wherever he is, uh, 4,000 pops into his place. Yeah. But it, but it has Riptorn's mind and body. Still yes. Because, because He's still what, Riptorn. Yeah. So... So Riptorn's mind has transferred it. So the, it's a body swap over distance. Do you think Riptorn's confused by it? Oh, obviously, every single oh, time. God. But uh, honey, it's happening again. <laughs> but he, who are you? He needs to maintain that it's not happening because it would ruin his career, and he would lose being a three-star actor. Uh, you'd think it would have ruined his career already. He's all set of Freddy Got Fingered, and all of a sudden 4,000 standing there. Well, that's why he was in Freddy Got Fingered, is because 4,000 uh, decided to take that role. Oh, speaking of which, does that mean that uh, one of 4,000's sixth powers to turn into Harlan Williams? Because <laughs> he was also in both of these movies? Oh, no. <laughs> 4,000 is just real good friends with him. <laughs> My six powers, and I'm friends with Harland Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's a power. <laughs> Normally, he would hate me, but I just go, and then he likes me again. It works on anyone named Harland Williams. Also, Harlan Ellison. <laughs> it also works on Harlan Ellison. <laughs> uh, and anyone about- on Ellis Island. <laughs> so, to get back to the movie, uh, <laughs> the torpedoes indeed hit their target because... We didn't have time to find a firing solution on that old diesel sub. Oh, no. Kelsey Grammer had to shoot them from the hip, as it were. Ugh. <laughs> Listen to me, Maris. I said I fired from the hip like a real man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Fucking good job. Kelsey Grammer wins. And Rip Torn says that, oh, I can't give you a Los Angeles-class nuclear sub. We're giving you a brand new car. I mean, Seawolf's class. Sub. Yeah, it, it's just such a fucker of a little moment where he like he comes out in full parade dress, does Kelsey Grammer with his whole crew, uh, except for uh, Harry Dean Stanton, who is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Um, and, and he's like, ah, sir, I've, I've done exactly as you ordered. This stupid nonsense plot is over with. Yes, I'm afraid I cannot give you the the award of of your own nuclear Los Angeles class submarine. And there's a beat like five seconds where I guess you're supposed to feel bad. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no, this fake rich guy didn't get a fake nuclear submarine. What will we do? What a shame. Sorry, we're going to give you an even better (laughs) sub and blowjobs all around. Originally, captaincy of this sub was going to go to a black guy, so no one here has to feel guilty. (laughs) God damn it. It is just... (sighs) And he lets him know, like, oh, you're going to be in charge of this super badass new sub and you'll get a real crew and he's like oh with all due respect sir i'd like to keep this crew because i like this dumb gaggle of malcontents and farting fat guys and harry dean stantons except i I don't know what i'm gonna do with harry dean stanton on a nuclear sub considering he's a diesel sub engineer and also i don't know what my electrician is going to do given that all he knows how to do is take loose wires and touch them Mm -hmm. so would you give him a ship with working electrical parts he'll be completely worthless he'll just sit there and be like oh yeah i i I, sir i just assume that you need the exact same complement of people to operate a really old diesel sub and a brand new uh, Seawolf class nuke sub. 
yeah, obviously everyone here will replace everyone that they would have been on there, and I will need no one else. Don't worry, they were mostly black. <laughs> I'm Rip Torn, a huge racist in this movie. <laughs> Not in real life, though. I'm actually a really good person. It's it's just, it's 4,000! Plus I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really hurt. That, that's really cut into 4,000's abilities, now that he can body swap with the corpse of Rip Torn. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> that's the problem. Is that's he's the like, beauty of He made people think that Rip Torn was racist for a while, <laughs> and alive. <laughs> Can he still do it? Now he's like a zombie when he oh, does. Oh yeah, he he still pops up and is rip torn, but he's like, oh, this isn't as nearly fun. Oh, gross! I've turned into rip torn's old skeleton bones. Yeah, <laughs> he just bangs on the coffin for a while and then leaves again. Well, no, because it's a body swap. Four thousand's body goes into the coffin. <laughs> Four thousand. Four thousand. The just, best villain. If you're if you're writing down the powers, that was numbers five, six, and three thousand seven hundred and fifty-one. There we go. Uh, Okay, uh, so, so there you go. There's there's pretty much the movie. Yeah, I mean, we do have the moment where Bruce Dern gets confronted or whatever, but who it's, cares? It's still just, ah, uh, you're a dick, yeah. and nothing happens. Uh, nothing changes. Yeah. Hooray. All right, yeah, all these these uh, dorks are going to stay powerful. Hooray. I mean, at the end of the movie, Bruce Dern's like denied a th- third star admiralcy, but you know what? He's still a rear admiral. Yeah. He's doing fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, how are you ever going to make it in this yeah. world as he's, only a rear admiral? He's, he's just going to get one of those big, fancy fuck-off houses over in Point Loma. <laughs> what a shame. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, park in the Trader Joe's parking lot to go to the Rock Mega Church. <laughs> These are some local jokes, folks. Local jokes. <laughs> so now we're going to do our best and worst in the film. Jeff, can you give me the best thing in this film for yeah, you? It's the realistic parts of the submarine <laughs> combat. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's definitely his penis. It's definitely it's his definitely t- Howard well, they Stern's show penis. They, baba booey, baba booey. You know that last scene in, in uh, Boogie Nights, right? I mean, that's in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. It's pulls, actually just the last scene of Boogie Nights that they spliced into this movie. Yeah, they just, they just uh, digitally replaced uh, Mark Wahlberg's head with Kelsey Grammer's. <laughs> no, it's just spliced in. <laughs> the end of the movie just has hard cut to the end of Boogie Nights and then back again. You're a star. You're a star. You're a star. You're a bright, shining star. Let me slap my clay penis. Okay, here we go. <laughs> And then it cuts to Kelsey Grammer doing the same thing. You're a bright, shining captain. <laughs> Lilith was wrong to leave you. So, yes, the realistic sub stuff. Yeah, it was fun to watch the dive officer call the dives and so on. Uh, it was neat to see the part, the, the little bit where uh, where Harry Dean Stanton t- tapes a string to the walls. And is like, watch how much these subs compress when they dive. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really fun to, to watch the kind of realistic sub details. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my favorite part. What about you? I mean, honestly, same. The the stuff that actually was about submarines and, like, doing cool sub stuff, I was like, yeah, this is neat. Yeah. Hooray, Although, submarines. There is a part where they splice in the same shot of one of the, fa- the San Diego Nuke subs jumping, sort of, that's in Red October. Oh, it's when it surfaces, yeah. It's when it, sur- it does the cool surface. Yeah. Which you don't normally, that's dangerous and subs don't, ar- don't normally do it. Yeah. So they which always- is why you only have that one shot. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly why. I don't remember what the name of that sub is. I've been on it. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's Marty. It's Marty. It's Marty the sub. It's a it's a really cool submarine to go on to. Their their cafeteria is crazy interesting. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I- anyway, yeah, that's my favorite so, parts. So the best thing is basically just the sub business. Mm-hmm. What is the worst part of this for you? Pick 
Pick one thing, either a scene or a character. Just give me one thing. I know, I know. I'm trying to decide which one of the characters who is introduced but then gets no arc. I, I want to say it is. I, I'm, I, I don't want to pick the gambler because I feel like his character arc would not have added anything to the film. So I'm going to go with the dive officer, uh, okay. Emily Lake. I'm like, I like her. I like that actor. I like. I, 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 she's not terrible in the movie, but her whole arc is like, oh, I'm. I'm not very confident. Oh, now I am. Also, I kind of love this captain. Enough to kiss him in a moment that we didn't cover. Yeah. Well, I mean, we said it at the beginning. That's true. So I'll pick that. I just, I wanted these characters, either cut a few of these characters or figure out, give give them them some stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, You could easily just get, say, the gambler and the the sportsman is a terrible part. Oh, yeah. The gambler and the sportsman is a terrible Lewis Carroll poem. (laughs) (laughs) And also... I don't know if I would say it's the worst thing in this movie, but it's definitely the most disappointing to be like, here are these two characters. They have these character traits. Do they do anything? Not a goddamn thing. I mean, at least the fucking athlete gets to climb up and put a lantern on top of the uh, the fucking periscope. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is scary. I didn't know I was have to climb things. Uh, it's not scary. Get your butt up there, sailor. And that's the whole You're thing. The, I need an athlete. You're the only one on the ship. Yeah. And at least he gets something that uses his established character trait Mm -hmm. there is no point where gambling comes into play here no the one the closest you get is when kelsey Grammer's like uh crew i need to do something risky and he's like i'm all about risks that's it great thank you for the color commentary that was that was worth the hour you set that up earlier yeah it's just i the gambler is so awful in this because there is no reason for him to exist yeah he should have known when to walk away He should have known when to hold him. And by um, I mean my nuts. <laughs> What's um? <laughs> mm, nuts. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there that, you go. Is that your least favorite? Is that that is my take? least favorite. I'm going to go with the gambler. So now we're going to give the movie a rating. Zero to five. Each of us gives us a rating out of ten for the movie, Jeff. I might go as high as giving this a two. Because it's not aggressively, like, I've seen way worse movies. Yeah. There was no point in this movie where I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Like, if I was watching Moontrap Target Earth or something. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this a two. This is the kind of movie where it comes on on, like, FX at, like, 11 in the afternoon on a Saturday. And you're drunk and you're at drunk. 11 you're, afternoon. You're, like, you're, like, hungover. You're like, I could lie here hungover. I, it would take effort to get to the remote, and it's not worth the effort. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could watch some commercials for whatever they show commercials for on FX these days. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have cable. <laughs> I don't know. What do I look like? A guy that watches TV? <laughs> well, I watch a lot of TV. I just don't have cable. Yeah. So, two uh, for, from me, John. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a two as well. Like you say, it's not aggressively boring. Like, there's a lot of movies that we watch where I'm like, I'm going to be on my phone during this entire time, and I just could not care less about what's going on. It at least moves forward at a decent clip. Mm-hmm. It has no comedy. There's no jokes in this. Oh, John, what about the amazing joke that uh, <laughs> that uh, our captain, Tom Dodge, has a tattoo on his penis? Oh, my God. Does it say something? I believe it does. I believe it might say, welcome to Jamaica, man. Have a nice dord. <laughs> Have a nice dord. <laughs> <sighs> yep. So, <laughs> I, so too. A two for me as well. It's just, it was watchable, but not anything where I'm like, I had a good time. I was just like, yeah, I was able to watch this without too much pain. Yeah, it was not a good movie, but it was also kind of neutral. Yeah, so four out of ten for us. Mm-hmm. 
It's, uh, it's not great. It's not a high recommendation. It's, it's well below the four and a half stars this thing is getting on Amazon. Yeah. I would love to see some of the five-star reviews. I, the, Who was reviewing it was like, this was amazing. So much fun. I know that that's something that How Did This Get Made always does, is they go and they read the five-star reviews. Thing oh, good. Is, we should do that. We shouldn't, because the thing is, I, this is one more thing that proves to me that Paul Shear is just doing a reasonable facsimile of what funny is, uh. is that 90% of those five-star reviews he reads are obviously fake. So he's just reading other people's internet humor. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, just... I disagree with you, obvious troll. Oh, this person said this movie was amazing and kept them on the edge of their seat. Why, it was boring indeed. Yeah, and he's just like, come on, Sheer, that's very clearly a troll. Uh... Anyhow, that's uh, that's How Did This Get Made, another podcast. That's a different podcast that you could listen to instead of us. But don't. If you like us yeah. and you want to support us, you can head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us at any level. Wait, they can support us? That's bonkers. <laughs> they can support us? They can support us like the two cups of a fine brazier. You had your hands out like, in boob position. I was like, what's happening right now? Is this going to be a boob thing? Yes, it is. <laughs> it they is indeed. Support, they can support us like a fine underwire would. Indeed they can. Slightly painfully. <laughs> painfully and yet still used. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, have so much bonus content on there for a lot of our shows. Not can, this one, but that's okay. One. Don't worry about it. There's, tons, there's tons of good stuff in there for you. Yep. You can go in there. Well, we need to actually win at a war game in order to get bonus content for this one. Yeah, otherwise so, we get washed out of the podcasting industry. And then I'm, I'm just going to have to do a $100,000 a year desk job, and that's that's it. Mm, sad. Sad. You won't live up to your manhood potential. Ugh, man. It's, it's like, why did I even tattoo my penis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I did so that I wouldn't forget, or I wouldn't forget that the evil man did this. And then there's a little picture of Paul Giamatti. Whereas <laughs> mine just says "milk, eggs, bread" because I always need to make sure to remember to get them at grocery stores. That makes sense. And I and at grocery stores, I do often whip my dick out fully erect. <laughs> so <laughs> you can support us at Patreon. And if you go up to the five dollar level, we've got our monthly afterthought show is back. Completely it, worth it. If you love listening to us riff on things, if there's questions you've been dying to ask us, this is a much more intimate show. It's a conversation between the two of us that you get to listen to. Yeah, that's very different from what we normally do. But you're involved a little bit. <laughs> yes, you are. You're involved more than you are normally. That's true. That's true. You get to ask questions and we might answer them. There's a secret room on our Discord that you could find if you are both a patron and another one if you're a $5 patron. Yeah, we've got... There's so many perks. Yeah, you get so many interesting perks. Ooh, Find baby. those at patreon.com slash systemmastery. Otherwise, find us at patreon.com slash systemmastery or at our tertiary site, systemmasterypodcast.com. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you speak into a microphone for a living. <laughs> So, also, go ahead, check out all the stuff on SystemMasteryPodcast.com. We've got tons of other shows, and be sure to go to the Movie tab on SystemMasteryPodcast.com. Go to In Theaters Now and vote for what we're going to see. We still have it up for this month, so what we are going to see is up in the air. Are we going to go see The Grinch? 
Are we going to see Ralph breaks the internet? Who fucking knows? Uh, not me, that's for sure. It's up to you, the listener, so go ahead, vote on that while you still can. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, I think I think we're done here. Yeah, I feel I like there's completion. Yeah, I, I think we have <laughs> finished to completion. Yeah, we've both finished to completion, <laughs> and we are ready for about a two-week refractory period <laughs> until we, we see you again. <laughs> until such a time as that... We will be taking a quick nap, having some milk, and we will see you next time. <laughs>